my name is Matt Brown. Life is short. Try to do something new every day. And let's start the show. It's a dangerous thing to mistake speaking without thought for speaking the truth. Everybody, the world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Wednesday, February 22nd, 2022, and for the 200th time, we bring you the Productive Conversations podcast. That's right. This is officially our 200th episode of this show. What a journey it has been. What memories have been made. What conversations we've had. What panel discussions we've had. All of them being productive. All of them being impactful one way or the other across the worlds of sports, news, entertainment, and culture. There is so much to be proud of. Thank you to every single person who made it possible to get to this, the 200th episode. And like I said, it's only the beginning. We have so much more to cover, so many more people to talk to, and so many more productive conversations to have. And before we start our 200th episode, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out on the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at ProdConvoPod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So, yep, we're here. Episode 200, we have talked to so many great people for the last 200 episodes. We have talked to other fellow podcasters. We've talked to drag queens, athletes, musicians, models, only fan models, entrepreneurs, um, so many creative minds. And we've covered so many great events across Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, the Oscars, the PGA, WWE, and other world events. And there's just so much more to do. I mean, I want to eventually cover the NHL, more more golf coverage. Um, I like to interview so many more people. Maybe have our first celeb- true celebrity interview soon. And all of that. I mean, there's just so much more to do. And I can't do it without my team. Like my man Alex DeJesus, a.k.a. Dolo Ren, who produces all the online content for the show. My partner in crime in this, thank you for all you do for the show. Thank you for frequent collaborators like Ryan Page, Brian McKeon, Alex Ranilio, Alex Young, and other great guests who have come along the way. You know who you are, past and present. And I just want to thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, the productive nation, for making this all possible. We're always here to inform, entertain, and inspire you. And as we hit our 200th episode today, we will continue that journey as we go up to have our 300th and 400th, then hit 1,000 episodes, then hit 2,000, 5,000, 10,000, all of that stuff. We have a lot more ahead for this future. And thank you for everybody who made this possible. This is my favorite thing to do. This gives me purpose. I want this to be my job one day. I want this to be a legitimate brand 
in the world of media. And I want this to be a podcasting network so we can give so many other amazing people an opportunity to host their own show, give you, the audience, so many options to consume our content and information. And we just bring in a great world of creative minds who want to stay productive, who want to do something meaningful, and who want to make an impact. And I just want to thank you all for this, a benchmark in our journey. And we will continue with what we have going on the next day and the next day after that. And like I said, the future is bright ahead. So our 200th episode, we have my great friend, someone I love, somebody who is my brother from another mother and somebody who uh, really, really is one of the best guys I know. Simple as that. Great friend of the show, Danny Lynch is here as we celebrate our 200th episode. He was on episode 100. He was around 150. And like I said, we are starting a tradition that he will come on for every double zero episode. And hopefully it'll be three zeros after that. And we'll just have him on in general, but he is our special guest today, and we are so lucky to have him to celebrate episode 200. So we're going to talk a lot of things in the world of sports, living in LA, growing up, adulting, trying to accept that we're getting older in this world, but we are also learning things and trying to grow as men and individuals. So we have a lot of good stuff, lots of laughs, lots of profound moments, and simply we're going to have a lot of fun. A lot of fun for our listeners, a lot of fun for me and Danny, and let's start Let's let's enjoy this experience right here, right now. Danny Lynch, it's your turn once again. Here he is for episode 200. Let's get to it right now. This is a very productive conversation. We have done 200 of these. This is the 200th episode of the Productive Conversations podcast. Thank you all for making this possible, and let's celebrate and start our next journey up to 300, then four, five, and you know, just continuing this journey forever. So episode 200, we're bringing in one of our favorite guests, great friend of the show, great friend in general. You know how much I love this guy, Danny Lynch, Sirius XM's own from the Pac-12 Network. Maddie, 200? 200. That's right. 200. 200. That's where we're at right now. 200 episodes since October 20th, 2020. God damn, bro. Time flies, but yeah, right. when you're doing 200 and they just like kind of like mend together, it's like, wow, you got to this point. And I love the show, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just so proud of everything it's been. Like, this it, it, is amazing. And I'm always going to come on the double zeros now for another. Like, that's, that's oh, yeah. my contract. Sure. My, my agent sent you everything. Yes, he did. Um, and we're just, I can't wait for 300. That's going to be literally like so soon because you just pump them out all the time. Love the content, bro. So happy for you. And I just love her. I love you as a man and I love you as our friend. You know how much I love you too, man. Feelings mutual. I appreciate all your support all the advice, all the candor, and just helping me be a better man in this world. Thank you, Danny Lynch. And yeah, we're keeping this new, well, I guess it was unofficial. Now it's officially a tradition, always a double zeros. I came on 100. Uh, We talked about 
bar mitzvahs, weddings, all that mm-hmm. type of deal. I still have the same exact take on that. I've gotten invited <laughs> to like 40 more weddings since then. I think people saw the clip and were like, you know what? Let, let's make Dan Lynch's life a living hell. And just like, <laughs> now coming to my cousin's wedding. Like, yeah, but, you know, uh, happy for my friend's love. <laughs> yeah, man, that's happy for it, too. And we're waiting for it. It seems everybody's getting the jitters. And as we keep getting older, closing in on 30, yeah, you just having more. And I'm more almost there, dude. I'm almost there. I'm 29. And I feel like it sounds younger to say I'm actually 30. Like, it, I, it's so bizarre. In my head, I'm like, wait, I'm 29 years old. And, and like, I think it's just because it's on the back end of the 20s. Like, 30 just sounds right. younger, fresher, all that type of stuff. Uh, 29 has been a good year. I'm not going to lie. But like, man, I just, every time I'm like, oh, 29. Like, oh, I don't know what 39 is going to be even like. But like, 29 has been a weird number for me to take in. But uh, yeah, 30 is going to be interesting. 30 is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and I'm right behind you, too. And... I just turned 28 a couple months ago, and it is really, you know, one thing, we are still very young, and yeah. it's it's just still like, yeah, like every new year, it really, really, really hits. And then you, uh, you know, look back, and I think that the more people I meet are, the more younger people I meet born in the year 2000, and like my youngest brothers just turned 20, I mean, wow, this, this is really a... Uh, is catching up to you. I always feel like you start feeling old when in Madden you're making <laughs> a player or or anything like that, and your age range is like there now. You're like, oh, yeah, three is is an option. Oh <laughs> wow. Oh no. Uh, yeah, I have a little brother too. He was born in the year 2000, and it always just like reminds me of like, wow, like. So when you write the date down for for your birthday, you put two zeros. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah, cool guy. Gen we're a special life. bunch, the Gen Z. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're the special ones with the 90s there, uh-huh. and wow, like you and I met. I don't want to freak us out, but it's now going to be eight years this summer. Eight. <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually went home for my 10 year uh, high school graduation. Uh, oh, boy. How'd that go? A trip, a, a trip to say the least. Uh, you know, it, it was it was a good time. It was really interesting to see people that like I haven't thought about in a really long time. Right. Like, kids who I was like only friends with at school, right? Like kids who I wouldn't hang out with outside of like going to like chemistry class or anything like that, but being like, Oh, what's up, man? Like, you know, um, and you know, it it was a good time. Uh, there, you know, definitely some weirdos who are still in high school who just haven't left high school. Um, They really, they really, they really peaked in high school. There are such things. For some people. Yeah. You know, I'd like to think a lot of people have grown up since then. Uh, but once alcohol kind of gets involved and all that fun stuff, uh, ex-girlfriend saying wild things. And you're just like, you know what? I, 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 I saw the people I wanted to see. Um, yeah, I think it's about it's time to leave. And then you, you <laughs> know, 
the constant oh you live in los angeles i'm like yeah but it's not what you think like <laughs> but it's it's a lot warmer it's a lot warmer than new jersey right now mm-hmm. um but man it was it was still really nice to go home see my family and right. uh, I just catch up with kids who i haven't literally seen since june of 2012 being like what are you doing with your life um but yeah for the most part it, it was a good time a lot of people showed up i really thought i was gonna be like one of like 40 people mm-hmm. uh who was there being like hi i'm doing good like you know yeah uh but a decent amount of people showed up um and for the most part i think everyone had a good time yeah i'm 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 definitely excited to go when we have it now it'll be my turn this year at our 10th anniversary you do it you do it on like thanksgiving and stuff yeah that's what i've noticed at least so do that wednesday before thanksgiving (sighs) and there are a lot of people I am interested in, and you know, this podcast has brought me back in touch with some people. From I mean, bro, you you have the glow up yeah. factor. You have the glow up factor, which I had too, because like when I left <laughs> high school, I was a big, chunky defensive offensive lineman uh, who went into the world as a big man, and uh, you know, had a come to Jesus moment when I was like, wait, I'm over three to thirty pounds, and I'm not playing football anymore. Uh, you know, I like, lose that weight. Yeah, yeah, get that LA hotness going. Um, so that was nice. That was cool. But like in my mind, I'm still that fat kid who was just the funny one in the back of the class being like, you know, like I'll always <laughs> pranks be on the teacher. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, now I'm sounding like an asshole. Like, I don't think I had to glow up. This is what I heard from other people. OK, Internet. yeah, you're just repeating okay, endorsements. OK, people in the in the uh, in the in the comments, like, I don't know. You tell me maybe maybe right now you put a I'll send you a picture of what I used to look like. And then, you know, maybe <laughs> you could tell me if, if I was wrong or not. But hey, the glow up is the glow up, brother. That's what I'm saying. You know, I look at some high school photos. It's just like bland. <laughs> I think that's a perfect bland, inexperienced goober. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just like my hair. Like, why didn't I just get like more haircuts? Like the simplest things their way. We went to school in like the early teens, right? Mm-hmm. Like you graduated 13. I graduated yeah. 12. So like that style is so <laughs> like the justin beaver style haircut like uh, and that's only 10 years ago like yeah, that's, what that's what weird. are we gonna look like in 10 years you know so yeah i haven't i mean I, i'm not haven't been on facebook in a very long time and i haven't mm-hmm. looked at too many pictures but every once in a while like someone will send me like a like throwback thursday and i'm like oh <laughs> Like, was I really wearing those uh, uh, Oasis or what were they? Yeah, like, like, yeah, I was that guy a bit. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like the Bowling for Soup song, High School Truly Never Ends. Literally, literally. And it's always that, that you know, I, it was funny. I You mentioned that. Obviously, you're a big Howard fan. I know. Did you see the Mark Marin interview? Yeah, uh, I, I liked it a lot. I mean, so I, as a Howard fan, like I really have kind of gotten away from his interviews mm-hmm. um i'm not saying that they're i mean they're not great like i listened to the bruce love the bruce interview um and got him in the you actually show up yeah right in the yeah. studio shut up baby um and i listened to the mark Marin, and, and the mark was really interesting really interesting obviously i like i know of mark and you know he's obviously a huge comedian um but that was a really great interview. I really yeah. liked. But you know, I'm still I'm still just a fan of just all the staffer stuff. Like, of course. Oh my god, the Richard Christie stuff with his wife last week was amazing. Um, and I, he got I, another I Super Bowl win for his Chiefs. Oh man, 
man, I, I, <laughs> that just shows how intense <laughs> fans are. And uh, I haven't, I, I called one Eagle fan to just like kind of rag on him and mm-hmm. he picked up so sad where I was like, you know what, dude? It's not even worth it to just be like, yo, you suck, whatever. Yeah. But like, I wanted to so bad, but like, I I felt the hurt from the Philadelphia Eagle fans. But I am a New York football giant fan and I don't care. Like, like, sorry, bro. Like, you guys suck. Uh, yeah. And I don't think they're going to be any better next year. I think losing those coordinators. Yeah, is- big really rough um glad they left and not kafka and uh, martindale big old wink baby he's staying um yeah i mean it's the the sky is the limit for the giants is depending on who we bring back oh yes i definitely want to get into that but one thing i did want to mention with the mark Marin, he talked about how he was he was in a whole foods parking lot and like this guy cut him off. He's like, you fucking pussy and stuff it's like that. And he's like, I'm 59 years old and I went back to high school feel like that. And it just shows you some people really have those feelings still throughout their whole lives, you know? I do you remember that part of the interview? Yeah, that, that you know, uh, you, you pray for them. And, you know, hopefully they, you know, find a partner, have a family and they just move on in their lives. But there are some people who are still stuck in it. Um, but go Raiders, go Scotch Plains Family High School, class of 2012 forever. <laughs> yeah, girl, you know, my high school is actually going to get knocked down in the next four years, Norwalk High School, and they're building a new one across the street. So, like, so you're I gotta, going down with the flip, like, like you have like the last, like, like, you know, 10 years of memory there. Like, you, you yeah, right. My um, old school, or no, not necessarily either. I think they built in the 70s, and I guess they, I mean, it did. Let's look. So, the urban legend what it was designed by a prison architect and if you went to my high school it really is there's our places there like the first floor had straight up no windows in it um these big um like bars all over the place right okay. it, it definitely fit that and i guess they just want to modernize it and they last year or this this past football season is the last on that football field and um for all the people who've been there for not sporting and non sporting events and graduations and being high school shenanigans, it's a end of an era. In my elementary school, by my parents' house, it's also getting knocked down, and they're building one across the street. Well, it seems like people are paying their taxes in, uh, <laughs> yeah. and we love that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think my high school's really old. Um, I mean, they've added pieces to it. Believe my elementary school is still there. I haven't checked in a while. School one, um, but yeah, it, it's like crazy to think about it. And like when I see like schools in Los Angeles, like they they are not like schools on the East Coast. Like yeah, completely different campus setup. Like everything is like you walk outside to go to class. Um, you're that, that would you're hit different. Like basically every single like Disney Channel high school movie, like. Yeah. Like it, they they do exist out here, um, and it, it's pretty crazy. But like today we had a rainy day, and I'm always like, what happens to the kids when it rains? Like you know. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's interesting, man. But uh, I do not miss going to public high school. I do not miss going. I I do not miss school at all. So you know, shout out, shout out to the American youth, and hopefully, hopefully they fix our problems in the future. Can you imagine like? with high school like the tiktok generation trying to keep up that way and you know one thing 
somebody made this funny point, right? And it's 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 weird, right? Um, like when people are like putting out like only fan. I'm not saying I'm no. I just want to say like I'm not looking for this type of content. But like when people like sh- like Euphoria, like showing sex tapes out there, and like some people are encouraging it. And I remember like sexting was a thing in my high schools. I'm sure with yours. And it seems that from what I hear and all this content that like some people are trying to really push that out more right like what the fuck is going on with this gen z minds like like throwing thirst traps all over the place you just it's yeah it just makes you uncomfortable i think i think it's like a mix of like anyone and anything could be a brand now oh yeah right tell me about it claim that as your own you have the right to do that and you know, I, I feel like if it's if it's done in a safe and consensual manner, like you should be able to do whatever you want. Obviously, if you're posting very inappropriate or like hurtful content um, for your personal gain or wealth, like yeah. But you know, I also think there's another side to it of like you know, hey, you know, I, I'm glad that people have the opportunity to maybe bring in an extra thousand dollars a month that they. Right? didn't have the opportunity to do 10 years ago um and again it's safe it's consensual and you are willing to put yourself out there in that manner go for it i'm all about it all about uh, positive body standpoint um all about people using their god-given talents if it's your voice your body your 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 you know your literal mind to create people's happiness or whatever do it you know uh yeah just make sure you like you said um make sure it's consenting make sure you're old enough to do it and understand it is permanent too so um yeah oh yeah it's out there and you know screenshotting is real um people who want to screw you over and you know blackmail like yeah blackmailing has gone up dramatically within the last like 10 15 i guess last five years and because you know people could like find you out really really fast and it's really scary. So yeah, I don't know. Living in Los Angeles, I see so many people like either at the gym doing TikTok videos or like yeah. you, know, you like it's really easy. Like you see, like, oh, like why do I know that person? I've seen them on my Instagram feed. Like and then they're like, Yeah, right. High. That happens a lot, especially in Hollywood. Um where just like that person was literally on my phone screen and now they are appearing in front of me at Ralph's. How do I realize? Uh, sir, this is the self-checkout line. I only have 15 items, and it, you need to go on that side. And they're, like, doing, like, they're, like, you know, like, doing all that shit. And I'm, like, oh. <laughs> uh, But, hey, man, make your money. Do whatever you can. Take advantage of this crazy market that we call life. Especially now when there's just so much money to grab out there. And my last question regarding this, what do you think about those um, influencers who really make – Con like, like they set up they they that ah, let me start for people who make content and they make like quote unquote fake content or setting things up for like person on the street like you know what I'm just gonna go and and throw like a water balloon in their face as if yeah. nothing happens and then you could tell from like the camera angles um, from like a scripted angle of them like creating like reality content like yeah exactly like, like reality TV show content and. 
you know, one thing, it, it, I guess they're proving their point. I am watching it. They're making the algorithm work. So who really cares if it's fake or not? And there's also the attention seeking people at the same time. But at this, but as you said, there's both sides to it. You might as well take advantage of it if it's out there. And if you're doing the right thing and staying consensual, it's, it's an interesting bunch of this, this, uh, world yeah. we're trying to make it in. I, I think we're just, there's so many things that keep us entertained nowadays that like we're getting bored with the traditional attention grabbers and stuff like that like we have seen everything like you yeah can right would right now like they have run out of movie ideas they we we, we have created everything right like <laughs> cocaine bear years. cocaine bear is out right now cocaine bear is out like like that is a it's stupid a movie. movie i i think it's gonna be really funny and all this stuff but the idea of that is like they spent millions of dollars working on that. Like, what else could we have done with that? Like, I just think this is what adults have decided to do. And the Gen Z, you know, um, the Gen Z audience are, are, are obviously the biggest audience right now on social media. And anything that you can to grab their attention is very, very valuable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, sometimes we're trying to do that in the world of, of audio, uh, from podcasting to radio to everything like that. Like, how could we be that attention grabber? How could we get you to come to us? Uh, so we're using tactics all the time uh, just to even try to get a little bit more people to listen to us. Um, right. And that's, that's where it's kind of flowing to. And you just either have to adapt or you can't. And those who figure it out have done it for a reason. And it's possible to do it. Just keep trying. And that's what's great about all this content. It's yours that you that you own. You can always make a push for it. And uh, you have nothing to lose to keep pushing it out there. So uh, take advantage of all this space you got. You look at yourself 200 episodes later, bro. You were literally yeah. the perfect example of that. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what your mindset going into it was of like, hey, let's just do this and go. And then you actually turned it into something. You just, the only way to, to find out if it's going to work or if it's going to fail is actually physically doing it. Right. And I always tell anyone like, you know, young people starting out in media or anything like that is the best asset you could add to a company is your availability. And is availability. Say, yes. Literally just saying yes, like is one of the reasons why I'm at my position that I'm in right now, because I didn't have a life on the weekends when I was like, you know, 22 to 26. Like I worked every single day. Like I didn't stop. And I feel like so many people who graduate college right now and it, it's, it's, it's more expected um, to get into positions. And it's like, no, that's actually not how the real world works. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I always just try to tell people who are coming at into media or, or anything on the lines of that, of just being like, patience is a key, and availability is a virtue. Like you just have to say yes, even though you're not going to want to. You might miss a party. You might have to get up at six a.m. to be in studio by seven or anything like that. But managers and everyone like that remember those type of deals in order for you to move up in this world. Um, so yeah, man, it, it, it's an interesting one, but. We're, you know, I always try to be an example to young people coming into the to the industry or anyone who is coming out of that TikTok world or content creation world and want to advance themselves more in media. And uh, yeah, it, it's just like I said, just be available, say yes, and do it with a smile on your face. And you're a great example of that, Danny. I could go all day and I give I'll have a whole list on why you're so uh, you are where you are. But at the end of the day, you're just a genuine dude who really looks out for people 
and um, you've got just a great spark while you do it at the same time. And it, you, you, it's hard to find a genuine person like you. So we appreciate you showing that. Manny, you're making me blush. <laughs> blush, Matt. Thanks, oh, bro. man, we're winning. Making someone blush out here. And <laughs> if you're if you're missing out on a party or getting drunk, like, what are you really missing out on? You lose money. You You miss out. You strike out trying to impress somebody. And then you're just like, oh. Might as well have used this time to advance myself so I can really enjoy it when you have the money and earn it, you know? Yeah, I mean, bro, I, I almost turning 30, like, I can't drink one night or two nights in a row anymore. Like, I just can't. Same here. I Even can't. if it's, like, two glasses of wine or, like, one or two beers, like, the next day, I'm so tired. So, yeah. you know, I guess, I guess, you know, take advantage of your body clock when you're mm-hmm. young and, and party and live it up, but... Use your responsibilities. A party, a party has never got me hired. A party has never <laughs> got the raise. A party, you know, has never got me in the better graces of my bosses and stuff like that. Uh, so, you know, it's it's worked in other benefits, but for the most part, from from a work life standpoint, now nah, like you gotta you gotta be there. You gotta be in the building. You gotta be in the mix, right time, right place, and what you do at that right time and right place. Take advantage of the 24 hours in your day and uh, it'll all pan out. And you're there for a reason. How many seconds is that, Matt? I million seconds. I don't know. We'll yeah, go with two that. million. Well, the Gen Zers will, like, will understand it. But. <laughs> wow. See, that's another thing. I, I've been looking up things on Urban Dictionary so much more. I I can't believe I got to this point, but fuck it. Yeah, uh, there's a couple of phrases that I'm just like lost, like, whoa. Uh, but I like no cap. I like that a lot. I say that a lot, and sometimes I feel old saying it. Um, <laughs> I'm two years late on that one. Uh, I still love saying lit. Lit's oh, like, same here. It's lit. I mean, you literally texted me that. Like, yeah. <laughs> or bet. bet. Or, um, you know, one of the things I learned, a situationship. I didn't even know that was a thing. What's that? So I literally, and I, so this is what it's described as. If you don't, just give me one second as I look it up. Okay. Um, okay, let me. Can I guess what I think it is? You got it. I have it in front of me, but um, I think a situationship is what I would have called two two years ago being exclusive with someone. Somewhat. Um, the exact term right here, <laughs> according to. Uh, uh, I don't know if I is it too lame to do the dictionary.com version or do I do Ur- I'll do Urban Dictionary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um okay, this is what a situation ship is defined as. Okay. I'll, I'll go with the top one. Oh, or should I do the bottom? Okay. Okay, a situation ship is a relationship that has no label on it, like a friendship, but more than a friendship, but not quite a relationship. So I guess a friends with benefits situation. A friends with benefits situation. What I have to say is what? Like, <laughs> like okay. Um, so it, it's at the end of the day, it's it's no one committing, but yeah, you right? are to an extent. Like 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 yeah. you, can't, you can't hook up with anyone else. We're in a situationship. I don't know if the exclusivity is in here, but you know they'll they'll just come up with a new term after that. Um, I did hear I did hear this term um, where I I said it in the 
wrong context and my little brother was like dude no like that's not uh sneaky link sneaky link what's a sneaky link so a sneaky link i believe is a is a like late night hookup oh sneaky link look look this up look this up I, i could be wrong but anyway i sent my brother like a literal like link to an article and i was like dude look at that sneaky link and he was like ha no like no look at the sneaky link i was like ah shit but um yeah yeah uh no sneaky links i guess oh okay uh, according to urban dictionary they call it as when you and another person are fucking but don't want anyone to know about it oh. <laughs> yes yes okay that that's what it is that's what it is so yeah it's it's a cheating situation don't cheat out there i'm telling everyone right there is never worth your weight you're gonna get caught it's not it's not worth the therapy it's not worth anything it's not worth explaining to your mother and father like what happened like just don't just be a good person yeah don't have that on your conscience it's never gonna go away don't be sneaky you know the one you know the one thing though that's me that's not me but when you ever play the game i like well is it what did they put the hands up um and you you, they put it down what was that game called wow i can't oh um like i say Oh, never have I ever. I oh, will. Yeah. I've done. I've. I have said never have I ever cheated on someone. Then you s- see who puts their figure down and start judging. Nah. <laughs> Those are your boys. You're like, oh, homie, come on, bro. But you know, man, live and learn. Live and learn, right? Seriously, seriously. <laughs> so switch up a little bit, Danny. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you about our beloved New York Giants really quick. And specifically, what's in the news lately? After the Giants have such an incredible season, 9-7-1, make it to the playoffs, win the wildcard round against a Vikings team that, sure, some people call them frauds, sure, some people didn't take them as seriously, but they were good and they they made it there. But the Giants went into Minnesota and won. We know what happens in Philly, so don't have to rehash that. But now we are... Looking towards the future and seeing what Brian Dayball, aka the uh, coach of the year, and yes. where they can go from here, and see what Joe Shane is uh, has up his sleeve. One of our first moves, bringing back Isaiah Hodgins. That's going to be exciting. And now, obviously, the big question: What is Daniel Jones going to do? What is Saquon Barkley going to do? And at this moment, it seems like Saquon Barkley is going to test free agency. And we are gonna, we are still looking and finding out what Daniel Jones is gonna do. Whether the Giants decide to franchise him, a franchise tag him for a year, take thirty, what the thirty six off the cap and pay him that year, give him one more quote unquote prove it year, or af, or are the Giants gonna ultimately give him what he wants? And allegedly, he's asking for forty five million a year, a forty five million a year contract, whether that's three years, four years, or whatever, and. First things first, Danny, let me ask you, if you're the Giants, if you're Joe Shane, when it comes to Daniel Jones specifically, are you going to give him that $45 million a year? Not now. No. Um, Daniel had an unbelievable year last year. Mm-hmm. Proved me wrong. Uh, I think he proved most of the NFL wrong. And yeah. He proved most of his competitors wrong where they actually had to game plan for Daniel Jones specifically, right? They had to have a plan that was going to stop him, not him and Saquon Barkley as a duo or or anything like that, like Daniel Jones. 
And I think when you're an NFL player and you have that threshold where a, a team has to game plan specifically for you, and there's only a few, four, uh, four or five guys maybe in the league who you have to do that for, mm-hmm. you should be respected and you should get paid to the amount of money that you have. I'm not sitting here and saying that I don't think Daniel Jones is worth $45 million a year. I think he is. I just think you got it. He, it's worth it when you do this consistently. Yes. Let's do this for one more year in a row. Let's see if you could get to an NFC championship game, right? Because like a progression wise, that's where the next step would be. Could you get to the NFC championship game? And if you win that game, you go to the, the Super Bowl, right? Um, I think if you franchise tag him, give him that bait, give him that kind of like, this is what I can be. This is what I can earn. Let me go do that. You could probably even get more money next year if you right? do it. But I also understand it. I mean, listen, man, it's the NFL. It's one hit. It takes one chance for someone to come out and take your ACL out and then you're gone. So I understand it. Um, and I also just don't think like the Giants are really valuing how hard it is to be consistent in New York City and win in New York City. Mm-hmm. Eli Manning, Phil Sims, and <laughs> that's pretty much. I mean, if you'll go carry Collins when they barn to the oh, Super Bowl right, against Baltimore. Right. Um shout out to my uncle Dave Brown. He, he he's not on that list, but um he, he did play for them. Uh but anyway, um it's really hard to win in New York City and you got to pay a guy who could deal with the mental pressure of being the quarterback of New York, not the Jets. No, you're the quarterback of the New York Giants. Like yeah. it's a completely different level to it. Uh so that's really valuable and I would give him one more year to really test it out. Yeah, so you're, you're so you're on the uh, franchise tag um, supporting yeah. side, and you know mistake one, and there's take one back. You can do you? So that's my next question. There is, are you going to franchise tag Saquon? And we know the whole running backward deals with that. It took him after his uh, ACL injury. It, it took him a solid three years to get back to form. And, you know, who knows where we're going to now, especially if offenses are shifting towards a running back by committee type of offense. It's a lot of legit questions to think about. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when it it comes to Saquon, right, my my real question is, okay, you could give Saquon that money, but what are you investing in the offensive line with Mm -hmm. Saquon, right? Like, you could pay him all that, and Saquon's amazing with a subpar offensive line. What happens when you pour some money into the offensive line with Saquon there? Um, I think they're probably a guard in the center away from like being a top five offensive line next year. Yeah, um, I mean, look at what Andrew Thomas has turned out yeah. to be, and I think you know, Evan going to have a better year. I think he's going to, you know, like just most tackles in the NFL. Um, it kind of always just have like a whoa, whoa, this is what defensive end. <laughs> run and push and do yeah, all that right. kind of stuff and then they kind of figure it out in year two i mean look at every single hall of fame offensive lineman you look at their fresh or rookie years and you're just like well, what, what happened i mean it's it's a different speed it's a different everything like playing right tackle in the nfl is so hard to do and for what evan neal did and like this year it's gonna be he's gonna progress and he's gonna get bigger he's gonna gain some more weight and you know he could, be, he could be there i think we're a guard in the center away with Saquon from being like legitimately one of the best offensive lines. So my question with Saquon is, okay, if you're going to pay Saquon that bill, 
what what's your next move? Because if you pay Saquon that you also have to pay an offensive lineman and maybe you now can't pay a defensive lineman. So like, what's the balancing factor? And do you think you could get the same type of production from a running back who is only making three mil a year? You know, Miles Sanders only made three mil last year. Um, Pacheco was a seventh round pick from Rutgers. Are you baby? Come on, you know you know I was repping, bro. Yes, sir. Um, Such a great story there. Amazing. So you don't have to have a running back, but I also just like real. I'm like, bro, it's Saquon Barkley. Like, how do you let a generational talent like that go? And and I've been seeing this argument so much of of Giants fans and everyone else being like, this is Odell all over again. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, yeah, he doesn't have a personality. Odell, like exactly. Like, you know, Saquon is a family man, a good, an unbelievable representative of the yeah. New York Football Giants franchise. The guy doesn't get in trouble off the field. You know, he knows who he is. He works hard. How do you let that go? You know, and my biggest fear, because anyone who knows Saquon Barkley is from the Northeast, went to Penn State, obviously, but he grew up a Jets fan. Yeah, I love Curtis Martin. That would kill me if I saw Saquon in Jets green. Like, You, it, you really think they could make a push for that, even with Brees Hall returning? But reckon he, we know the ACL injuries, he takes some time there. I think Saquon would probably be more willing to be like, I'll, I'll take a little less off to just like live out my childhood dream and be a Jet. Mm. You know? Because like, you, you got to think about it, the amount of money he's making just being in New York alone. Like, you know, you don't get that in, you don't get that in Kansas City. You don't get that in, you know, uh, Jacksonville or anything like that. Just yeah. Saquon alone. I mean, Saquon, there's a giant poster of him right now in Times Square. Like, you know, you don't get that anywhere else. So the, the value of him being in New York is is massive. I just making the Pro Bowl too. So right, and go. I don't see him going to a small city to play. Um, like. You know, I, I could see him maybe in Los Angeles, but like you got to understand, we don't look, people in LA do not look at the NFL like they do back home uh, in New Jersey. Even, so, even with the literally Super Bowl the team last Super year. Bowl champions, one in their home stadium, like, dude, people didn't even know. Like, I'm not kidding. The MLS, MLS championship was more followed here in Los Angeles than the Rams Super Bowl win. And that is a straight fact. The parade was way bigger. There was more hype around it. it, it that's just the way it is out here. Um, and yeah, I've been, I've been to a Rams game. I've been to a Chargers game. Uh, and I've, I've been to a bunch of USC football games, UCLA football games. Uh, there's more hype at the USC games or UCLA games. And yeah. That, Man. That's, that's, that's SoFi Stadium, the best, country, the, the best stadium in the country. And you feel bad for the St. Louis fan base. Yeah. They really seemed heartbroken. They just got ripped. They just got ripped of their NFL franchise. And I'm I'm not sure. I think they're even still having legal issues to this day with it, with the owner. Could be wrong with that. But my, my thought I read something like a while back. Ronky? Yeah. Or they just, they just hate him and, you know, they put him yeah, on a. Sure, uh, sure it's a mix of both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but like yeah. Art Howe t- ripping the uh, Browns out of uh, Cleveland to join the uh, to become the Ravens. I mean, hey, uh, he, 
you make all that money. I don't think you care if you're really hated or not. Yeah, clearly, right? Uh, and, uh, I'll just be real. I mean, St. Louis, Los Angeles, you know, <laughs> a bit of a, a bit of a difference. Uh, yeah, they, they lost the Cardinals too. Maybe so. They're just maybe it's meant to be to an XFL franchise or USA. What do you think of the XFL this week, though? Hey, man. So I watched a little bit of the Vegas. Um, what was it? Vegas and Texas. What was it Dallas? I yeah. watched a little bit Rough of that. Hybrid. Yeah, you know, it was cool. I like seeing like AJ McCarron out there. Some um AJ McCarron's girlfriend. Uh, like. Oh yeah, that was where people talk about that. Um Bryant from um the Steelers trying uh, to make a resurgence. It's a cool time seeing the rock jumping from country to country. My brother from another mother, Paxton Lynch, making a return again. And yeah, and Josh um and Josh uh fuck. And he scored a touchdown. Um Oh, Josh Gordon. Yeah, Josh Gordon. Look at that it is cool, you know. Maybe it legitimately can be a minor league system for the NFL and you know, give these people another chance. Do you think the talent's good enough to uh you know, make it some teams or even if it's just a select few? I think you'll probably get a few like athletes who mm-hmm. would be able to translate over, like a punt returner, receiver, um, maybe a freak of nature tight end who's just like so athletic and tall that he hasn't learned the game yet and yeah you know um but tight ends you don't have to block anymore in the nfl like you, you pretty much yeah. all the look at kelsey are, yeah like the running backs have become the replacement blockers for for tight ends um I think probably that, uh, but the biggest difference that I see in the XFL or the USFL or anything like that is just the offense and defensive line play. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think people realize how talented and big and fast these offense and defensive linemen are at the NFL level. Um, and also right. so quick, how intelligent they are um, when it comes to the line of like having three or four plays that are you're going to run and then you have to figure it out. So go and then boom, there's like 275 pound man running a four six at you and you got to make a decision. <laughs> really see that in the XFL and the and the and the offensive line and defensive line where they are just not as big. They're not as fast. And there's a lot of holding that doesn't get called in the XFL. They literally can't call every holding call or the game would take like five hours. Um, <laughs> that's like the biggest difference to me. But yeah, I think, yeah, you'll probably get a few dudes out of these leagues that probably wouldn't have had an opportunity to get into the NFL. Now they have extra film as like a, you know, a 20, you know, four 25 year old guy playing. Um, what, why do I want to say the punt returner for the Cowboys was a former USFL or XFL? Yeah. Guy? I, I, that rings a bell. Let me read yeah. that. So there's a few like who will get out there. Um, I, I Rock Purdy was drafted in the XFL. Right. And which is insane. Right. Um, I, yeah. I'm, Homies with this dude, um, who his name is uh, Scooby Wright. If that if that rings a bell, now that hits the name theory. Scooby Wright. Scooby Wright. Uh, his, his Twitter is Two Star Scoob. He's the man. Uh, two Star Scoob. Scooby Wright was a two star athlete out of the state. Of, I want to say he's from Arizona. Went to the University of Arizona. Um, I do not think he had a full ride scholarship or anything online to that, but worked his ass off. Became uh, the NCAA's leading sack leader of 2011 or 2012. I believe he is the all-time tackle leader at Arizona. Um, and 
he had a shot in the NFL. He got drafted. I think he was with the Cardinals and Patriots. Kind of took a couple years off. Yeah, I'm uh, reading it all right now. I'm looking and, at his resume. And he was the USFL championship game MVP last year. Yep. Um, and he's the man. And he's he's just a dude who loves football so much. Uh, and he's trying to get into media and stuff like that, too. I've had him on my show a few times. Um, but, you know, you see guys like that where you're like, you were a freak of nature, bro. You were just legitimately good at football. But you just happen to be like six foot one. And you're mm. just not at that level. Um, but Scooby will kick your ass. Scooby will run you down. Like he be and like he created this amazing character. That's like uh, he was calling himself like the shark dog, and it was so much fun to watch. So I, I love seeing guys like that get out there and do their thing because it's a really fun game. And bro, I, I I personally can't bet in California, but from a betting standpoint, like why wouldn't you hit the over every single time in the XFL? Hit the over. It's yeah. going. To- you're going to win money. So, from a betting perspective, this is where a lot of this this this, this country is going when it comes to sports. Is just oh, could I bet on it? Like, can I make a quick oh, seven? Yeah. Like, so I think it's perfect for that man. Um, and I like a few of the rule changes. Um, I like the kickoff. Uh, I like the idea of like them kind of lining up and then like having a chance to run it out. Um, the television angles are really really cool. I like the ref. That's the ref. one thing that hit me. The also the the. Uh, unique officials attire like you said it just yeah. looks cooler i also like the, like the dean blandino like they had like a little like shot to him being like like there was like a fumble or something like that and they went directly live to dean watching him break it down with the officials being like yep that's it it's out it's out it's out yep here we go where fans can be like oh it's scripted oh man how do you think it what do you think about that whole narrative right now the nfl is scripted if you you saw the arian foster and paft comment even though it was clear they were sarcastic but popping hashtag right now that's and that's what's dangerous about like trolling in this world where like you know you could say something that's like so like obviously no way but you could fool people nowadays um i i listen if you've ever met a professional athlete in your life uh, or anyone who's a competitor who's played at a division three juco whatever right like i don't care the amount of money you could pay me i want to go out there and lose yeah like it's disrespectful to say that to them yeah. and especially for the one thing too and why I, I give credit and really support these larger salaries in sports they are there for our entertainment we risk our lives. They well, they risk their lives every time they they play. I mean, look at the Demar Hamlin situation, and you know we always feed into it. You can't complain about these salaries if you're still going to watch the game and dedicate yourself to it, cover it. It's it's a ridiculous argument, it really is. And yeah, as you said right here, they can't to shave points like that to ruin reputations and legacy. It isn't worth it. Now, uh, on that aspect, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised since gambling has become legal in most states if players have have thought have shaved points and stuff like that i wouldn't be surprised like that mm-hmm. um, if they know that they're down and they go into the halftime and they look at the over and stuff like that i mean there was a uh, uh, the quarterback of penn state was caught on camera um mouthing we need the over no way really i didn't even caught this doing story. it and wow. guess what they got out there and hit the over like you're telling me like there's kids on campus and 
I mean, when I was in, in college, like, you know, there was that one dude on campus who you could go to and hit him up, hit the bookie and stuff like that. Yeah. You go to school, like Penn State, Syracuse, anything like that. There's like five or six of those kids. Of course. They know what's going on. These kids aren't dumb. Like, what? Like, yeah, I'll give you an extra, like, 2K if you hit that over today. Like, really hit it. Mm. I wouldn't say, you know? And, like, there's nothing wrong with scoring the amount of points, but that's where it gets dangerous, man. And, yeah, I I don't know. And I also want to say to everyone who does bet, remember, you have to pay taxes on bets. Yeah, but you do have to pay taxes on bets. They don't do it for you. We haven't seen this yet in the United States. And this is what I'm terrified, absolutely terrified as a tax paying American within the next five years of people winning all of this money when it comes to betting. And then Uncle Sam comes and hits you up for 7K and you don't have it. Pay your taxes on your bets. They will find out. Just do it. It's very simple. They don't take that much out, but they still do. You need to report it there. And, and that's what I'm really nervous about people in like five years of being in real tax problems because of winning bets. Yeah. And especially you'll find a way, you know, we're, it's easy us, you know, on the East coast right now, most of the States, the East coast, at least New York, New Jersey, Connecticut has it. I'm a fan duel guy. And, um, you know, hit it all whether in all sports now. And, um, yeah, you just have to be careful and put a limit. And, uh, it is, it really is like, you know, with college basketball season now, I always do a limit to do $10 a day. And even though I still have to, you know, be careful with that. And then maybe 20 on the weekends. And, um, you know, especially like for, for instance, a college basketball season, like if I didn't hit today, then I still have, you know, West coast games that you just want, if maybe if I just get this one, that's all it all that's all it takes but then you then you lose it out and then you know you lose nine times out of ten really and remember to always wager when it's leisure for you you know don't do it to make a car payment or anything like that because karma will just naturally make you lose that bet anyways yeah man i mean i I legally cannot bet on a lot of things just because of my job and i'm happy about that and i and and honestly like I don't think I would have any influence on the game or anything like that, or I wouldn't get anything that anyone else wouldn't. But because I have relationships with kids who I've taught, had on my show or anything like that, like they could come to me and be like, Oh, well, you knew about this. Right. And oh. that's, I personally don't do it. Um, but you know, like every time I go home to Jersey, like I look at the, that FanDuel account, I'm like, Hmm, that MLB game looks a lot of fun right now. Oh, baseball's a tough baseball's an easy one. This is every single day in, so, in all these. And- I'm just that, that's my biggest fear, man, is just people getting into real financial issues due to betting. And there's easy ways to do it um, just to get yourself out of it. So, anyone who's making quick money and being like, oh, I hit this six leg parlay, let's go, you know, like that, like never show their losses. Be careful. Just be careful. Pay those taxes. Uncle Sam will always find you, bro, especially if you're in New Jersey. They will find you. Oh, yeah. They will find you and find you, man. Last thing I wager, you know what really, and I'll admit, this might just me be, this might just me being jealous, but when, like, specifically, like, Bleacher Report, like, their betting page shows me that somebody just, like, you know what, I'm just going to do 
a 15 leg and put one dollar in it and then they hit it and then i'm mad i was like oh it makes it so easy i saw somebody made a bet at a random like it was a jazz and cavaliers game and they heard a score on seinfeld they put that exact same score for five dollars and you know if you hit a correct score those it's like plus six thousand and he won like six hundred dollars out of it like i know and you know what? I always try to think karma gets to the right people. So, you know, mm-hmm. maybe that dude like walked an old granny across the street earlier that day. Uh, yeah, right. You know, <laughs> saved a cat from like a tree from falling down or something like that. Um, yeah, man, it, it, it's dangerous, uh, but uh, it's fun and it's addicting. And like you know, when you win, you feel like you're winning. You're a part of the team. Like, ah, Yeah. And there is a responsible way to do it, of course. But you just it, it is a vice and. Just be careful if you have that gene. Like anything, yeah. Just watch the Craig Cartman documentary. It'll really mm-hmm. make you want to delete your FanDuel account. Oh, man. Don't get me started with that. Yeah, Craig. just do the right thing there. Oh, Craigie. Him uh, him and his show, they won the ratings battle again. Him and Evan. Man, I can't believe that That's duo. <laughs> yeah, Michael K. show. He's probably going to retire soon. That's what they're all saying. He just can't take it. Do you think he's going to retire from radio? Or do you think he's going to retire from like doing Yankee games and stuff like that too? I think the radio, for what I'm hearing, yeah. and reading stuff on the posts, they're just getting slaughtered in the ratings. And obviously, I just don't time listen. to find a new host. I haven't listened since I've you know moved out here. Um, yeah, I, I can see. I mean, like Michael's up there, man. Like you know, he's he's not a spring chicken. Um, yeah, right. It's it maybe it's time weird. to switch it up. It would be weird not to hear him on Yankee games, though. Like, oh yeah, it, he could stay there. I yeah, support that. I think, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. Even, I don't know. I mean, who, who would you even bring in as a replacement host for Afternoon Drive at ESPN? No, 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 for K. Um, oh, games. I guess the only one I really like Ryan Rucco. He's really good at the Nets games, and he's done good baseball. That'd be my pick if I had to pick somebody. I'm just happy you. you just said that three letter or four letter word for the first time <laughs> the first time now because it's uh, as a Nets fan right now I've I've this is the lowest I've been yo let's get in that really quick Danny a genuine Nets fan since the New Jersey days and now this New Jersey uh, Nets fan yeah out to East Rutherford checking him out over there and what at the Izod Center? Izod Center, yeah. formerly known oh, as the man. Continental Arena. Yeah, and then obviously from the Vince Carter, J.C. Kids days, Richard Jefferson, and this saga of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, and you know you add the James Harden and Ben Simmons and Steve Nash and all this mess of a franchise, for lack of a better word, it finally ended. The Kyrie and Katie saga. Kyrie requests a trade. He's out in Dallas trying to um, do well in Dallas and earn a contract from somebody, see if he could coexist with Luca. Then Kevin Durant joins the Suns, and they have quite a course DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul, Devin Booker. And um, now you have Kevin Durant added to that with Monty Williams, who's a great coach, only two years removed from the finals. And we're just waiting any day now for Kevin Durant to actually have his first game with them. But on your side, it must be a hard pill to swallow to see how this all wind up. And let me ask an honest question. 
do you feel like this was one of the biggest failures in the history of professional sports? And it just are you are you almost embarrassed to be a Nets fan after what happened, or you're keeping your pride and staying loyal with the Mikel Bridges era? Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm embarrassed because I am actually proud of a franchise that spent money and pushed and and tried, right? Yeah. Like like we tried to win a championship. And I, I really respect that, right? And uh-huh. it we were two inches away, right? Oh yeah. Evan was on the line. And I really think we would have won the championship yet that year. Like I thought I thought that was our year. So that really is an infamous moment in sports now. I mean, that's I, th- I think about that every single time I watch the Nets play. Where I'm like, <laughs> we were that close because I really think they would have won it that year. Yeah, um, clearly, I don't know if it's a failure um, be- because in sports, <laughs> the outcome is unpredictable, right? Uh, what I do think was a failure was let's go back ten years ago to trading away literally four to five round first picks for Paul Garnett or, or uh, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce and Jason Terry. And those, <laughs> and those picks turned into Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. <laughs> and a bunch of other things for the, for the Boston Celtics. Right. Yeah. That's where we need to go back to and being like, <sighs> so a lot of people don't realize this, but, but when when the the Nets traded for uh, KD and they got all these first round picks, right? We're basically back at ground zero because of the Harden trades, right? Yeah, all those multiple first round picks for that. So now we're just back at point one. So we are basically back at recovering from the two thousand ten. 2011 uh, i think that's when it was when, when they traded for yeah um you can fact check me on that but like it, that's where we are as, as an organization um and it sucks it, it really sucks because every single year like that's i i love the giants i you know obviously have connections to them but like i love being a nets fan like i i am a just I don't know. I I feel like it's like kind of a version of being a Mets fan. Like it, it's really frustrating. And I fly the flag hard. Like, you know, I tweet out every single year. This is it. Like, come on. Like, I feel it. I stuck with Kate, uh, with Kyrie through all the crazy shit he was saying. Um, yeah. I'm Jewish, by the way, too, saying this. Like, I'm a, I'm a Jewish man. Like, you know, I, I fully believed in, like, everyone had, like, the right to say whatever they want, freedom of free speech in this country. I never felt, like, as a Jewish man, like, threatened or thought he was anti-Semitic or anything like that. Right. Personally, I wasn't. And, again, I'm Jewish. I know I don't look like it, but I am. <laughs> um, and I can't speak for all Jews, right? But, you know, um, and I also have, like, a different, like, you know, perspective of Kyrie. Like, Kyrie... Uh, was a year older than me and my high school played him in basketball. So I've been watching Kyrie since we've been in like seventh grade. We're like, yeah, this is freak of nature from Elizabeth, New Jersey, who is just ripping it up. Um, he really is one of the best point guards to ever do it or shooting guards to ever do insane. it. His handles are insane. But like going back to this part of like, you know, it, it, it was really cool to have like one of the best athletes in their sport on your team for a certain amount of time, right? Like Patriot fans and, and, and Tampa Bay fans could be like, we had the goat on our team and that was awesome to have him on our team. Like 
you know, it, you could have the debate all you want, LeBron, Jordan, but like I, I think Kevin, when Kevin's healthy, he's just as lethal as both of them. Oh yeah, it's really cool for like, for like a two years to be like Kevin Durant's on my team. Like, like he's gonna go out there and he's gonna put up forty. Like, and you can't stop him. And like the confidence of that as a fan of watching that is like, dude, this is sick. Like, amazing. And I don't, I don't, I don't blame Kevin for going. I don't like once once Kyrie was gone, like he was like, all right, I gotta go too. Yeah, right. I, like it's he. It was it, we were just that close, and it didn't work out. It didn't yeah, work out. every but single franchise that. would have done the same thing Sean Marks has done. I mean, to- should there have been maybe some more accountability held? Should there have been more discipline, especially like? the whole Steve Nash ordeal. Yeah, you can make that argument as well. But at the end of the day, you really can't fault them for trying. Of course, it's easy to to laugh at, like if you're a Knicks fan or the Nets fans who are trolls. But, you know, that it's a good time to start from ground zero. Sean Marks has done it before when, you know, you had the, the D'Lo era and Spe- er, younger Spencer Dimwitty. One of my favorite Nets seems too. I love that era. And like, I... <sighs> That summer, I was like, "All right, we're we're gonna get Kevin." Like, or all right, Kyrie. But like, man, if if we were in that position now, and like D'Lo like actually stayed in Brooklyn, and like this was D'Lo's team, like it'd be a lot different, man. Um, Especially with the rise of Nick Claxton, who was a young player on those teams too. Yep. Um, but like, if you want to go even deeper into this, like we could go deeper to like I, I want to say two thousand nine, around that time when we let go of brooke lopez mm. that was a mistake they should have never let go of brooke lopez and then wins a uh, ring on the bucks too and I, I so good defensively still i love brooke lopez love him so much like i love robin lopez like both pac-12 guys um at stanford i loved his game uh since he was a rookie um playing with nadad christic like dude <laughs> i i would i love him and every time and it sucked too because like there would be multiple times where like the nets would play the bucks and i would catch myself rooting for brooke where my husband like brooke lopez is a freak he's a beast i he's so underrated and i think it's just because how quiet he is as a human being but if he had the personality of like Embiid and or, or, or like anyone like he would be a legit superstar but he's so quiet plays in milwaukee um I just I really respect this game, man. So every time I'm just like, you know what? Like, I hope Brooke gets another one. Hey, man, the, this Bucks, it's either going to be the Bucks or the Celtics in the East. So we'll see where it goes there. One, th- one thing I've been really intrigued from your opinion on this, because um, we have talked about this guy before on this show and to some fanfare with our earliest reels. But um, Aaron Rodgers is currently, quote unquote, in the dark. And we know this whole story. Um, is he leaving Green Bay? Is he not? If he is, where is he going? Seems like the three teams are either the Jets, the Raiders, and they did say the 49ers, but it seems like that's going to be um, taken away. Yeah. Um, some people thought maybe the Titans, but that hasn't been mentioned yet. But So it's clearly either going to be the Raiders or the Jets. But my question for you on this, as he's in his darkness retreat, He's off this week from Pat McAfee. The Pat McAfee show is off in general this week. But say he comes back for Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, a week from today, and Pat gets him. Do you think uh, 
What do you think he's going to get out of this experience knowing his unique mind? Aaron Aaron is like the ultimate troll. <laughs> he really is. I love him for that. And Some I people love- are turned off for it, but I personally love it. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that pissed me off was the, the COVID stuff. Like, I was like, all right, bro. Like, if you literally were an Aaron Rodgers, you had been fired by any Clearly. job in this country, right? Like, that wasn't cool. But, you know, we're America. We get over things within 24 hours. Right. So that's my only issue with, like, him as a as a media personality and stuff like that. Every time he's on the Pat McAfee show, I, I love it. I thought the interview I don't miss it. with... um when he talked about the darkness, I, I, I it, it was just beautiful. It was poetry emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, listen, Aaron went to Cal. Cal is at Berkeley. They are weirdos up there. They are hipsters. <laughs> they are crunchy. Really? They are up that. there. And like it's football players. Like and it's all of them up there. They're brainiacs. And Aaron, people don't realize this. Aaron is a genius. He's very intelligent. He didn't he do um JUCO college, but then he got into Cal Berkeley. Like you got to be jump. very intelligent to go there. Like it's it's basically UCLA Cal uh, for the public schools in 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 the state of California. You mm-hmm. they don't just take anyone to get in there. Um. But I mean, I, I even say that about like, like uh, Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch out of high school had like a three nine. Um, yeah, like you have to be very intelligent to go there. Um, so Aaron knows exactly what he's doing. Me personally, I, that money is guaranteed in Green Bay. Why wouldn't you go get that? Mm-hmm. You know, go get that money. Go finish out your career there. Um, I don't think you're winning a Super Bowl in New York with the Jets. And you don't, I don't think so. No. And I, I, I don't think playing in the AFC West. <laughs> Mahomes and Herbert. 40 year old. He's like 40, right? Aaron? I'll confirm that in one second. Um, he, he, at least plus 36, right? Like Aaron's up there. Why would you go do that, man? Like, no. I, I think the best path to him is in the NFC North. I think you could still, if, if, if everyone's calling the Giants frauds, they beat the Vikings, right? Like right? do that with the real team. He's um, thirty nine, by the way. He just turned thirty nine. Okay, so he just turned thirty nine. So he'll be thirty nine going into this year. Why? Like, why go somewhere new? Why start over, man? Like, I get it to a certain extent. Maybe it would be good, a, a nice, refreshing thing for him to get out of there. But me personally, I think I would just go back to Green Bay and and, and try to win it there again. Uh, I think for your legacy, you're respected more. Um, and you are just comfortable there. If you've been somewhere for almost 20 years of your life, like going to change that up, like real quick, like, you know, is that going to ha- is that going to be the same exact thing that happened with like Brady and stuff like that? Like when he went to Tampa and then won, like, I don't think that ever happens again. I personally would stay in green Bay. Um, it'd be interesting to see him in New York, just to see Aaron Rodgers with the New York media. Oh man. But so maybe- that would, that's why I would selfishly like it. But Maybe one veteran quarterback other than Vinny Testaverde, who's come to New York as a veteran quarterback and won. There's literally none. I literally just saw a report yesterday. You know, the last 13 quarterbacks for the Jets all have under 500 records. Mark Sanchez, oh. Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, obviously Zach Wilson. Josh McCann, um, Michael Vick was technically played a few games. He started for the Jets. Yeah, it, it doesn't Brett work Favre. there. Brett Favre. Favre. Um, there you go. And 
I I agree that I think if he's going anywhere, he goes back to Green Bay. It's just because his he's such an enigma and his mind's out there. It wouldn't necessarily surprise you. He's like, wow, I need to go somewhere else if he wants to um, go back and hang out with his boy Devontae Adams in Vegas. Be interesting, but I think it makes sense for his career and for the guaranteed money to. Like if you go to Vegas, bro. If you go to Las Vegas, there's no state income tax there. Oh yeah, that's all straight to your pocket. And then the other thing too, with there are these reports that allegedly the Packers themselves want to move on from him, and they're interested in giving Jordan Love a shot. But again, you these NFL insiders, they just literally put shit out there just because. So I don't think we're probably going to hear anything from that standpoint until the draft. Um, yeah. So you're just going to see you know other teams trying to move around and being like, uh, maybe we could do this, but. Like, what has surprised me, like, it's Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers. Like, wouldn't it be amazing to see him on, like, the Bears? <laughs> the Bears specifically that just keep the Packer tradition going, go to a, a division rival? Yeah. Like, they, that, I mean, Brett Favre did go to the Vikings right yeah. before he came to the Jets, I believe. Other way around. Jets first <laughs> and then Vikings. Brought to the NFC Championship and running down the field, and then they have the – um. I, what was it like a John Vilma interception? I don't know. He threw he threw a typical Favre interception and that ended his career. But, but that was Saints. Bounty Gate too, where they were like oh, literally yeah. trying to kill Brett Favre and yeah, Greg Williams. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Like I always felt bad for Brett about that because uh, I used to work with Brett on NFL Radio and Brett. Mm-hmm. You know, listen, man. Like I, I do not support anything that he did. It, with the it, whole Mississippi fun or anything like that, but Brett Brett's a nice guy. You know, he he's a mm-hmm. nice guy, uh, and I felt bad for him. But now I don't. Now I don't. I was like, you piece of shit, bro. Like, yeah, that's is is some ugly accusations on that one. Real sports, the real sports segment that they did on it really opened up my eyes. Oh, too. I gotta see that. I didn't see um really real sports. Such an underrated show, even though it's been on forever. Amazing. I mean, Brian Gumble, like sometimes when he's like sitting, like waiting for them to come back, and he's like reading something, he's like. <laughs> Next up, I'm like, all right, Brian, chill out, dog. But uh, yeah, no, it's a great show, man. They have some really eye-opening stuff. I think like the best seasons are probably from like five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they have, they have really good stuff. But yeah, that that it just opened up my eyes to like you know what the American South actually looks like um, in states like Mississippi, Arkansas, and you know like parts of Georgia too. Like rough, 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 rough. And you don't uh, need somebody to keep taking away the funds to make it more millionaire bribing other millionaires to screw over people who make like literally four dollars a day. Um, it's really sad. Um, and then this whole thing with like him trying to sue Pat McAfee. It's like, bro. Yeah, Shannon Sharp too. I did love Pat's. I did love Pat's response to that. Fuck it, I'll smile in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I just love Pat McAfee. Did you he's, did he's you awesome. did you hear um when Pat was talking about this guy named Dan Lust who is a sports attorney lawyer? I did not. Dan, so Dan's a good friend. He comes on my show every once in a while. No way. Yeah, Dan. Dan was this this week? This or was, or this past week? Um, last week, Thursday or Friday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of those days, maybe Wednesday or whenever the lawsuit came out, Dan was like just giving him legal advice and all this type of stuff. And Dan, dude, Dan, I love actually, a good. Dan would be awesome on this show with you. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make that happen. But um, oh, please do! I always love sports legal experts. You do take don't that. see them a lot, but they're just so you learn to get a lot out of them. Yeah, let's let's talk about that off there. It's a crazy world. It's a crazy world. Um, wait, dude, do you mind if we pause for a second? I gotta piss so bad. Yes, we'll be right back with Danny Lynch. 
All right, we're back with the greatest of all time up there in the Mount Rushmore of cool people, Danny Lynch. And, um, you know, one thing I did want to ask you, right, since you are part of the Pac-12 network and you clearly have a good perspective of what's going on. We always like to talk about in the NFL or NFL prospects, who is going to be the next big thing. Yeah. The last next big thing was Trevor Lawrence. And in two years, he's led his team to the playoffs and uh, made it to a division title game. So people hit on that one. The next quote-unquote can't-miss prospect, people say, is Caleb Williams, the quarterback for USC, who is entering his senior year this upcoming season, right? Or is it uh, his junior? He's entering his junior year, his true junior, junior year, yeah. And some people think that he will declare for the draft next year if all goes well. I would think he would be the first overall pick if he decided to leave next year, 100%. I think he would probably have been the first overall pick if he was allowed to leave this year. Um, Caleb has a rocket arm. He has the best footwork I've ever seen from a quarterback ever. Um, He is dominating in Los Angeles from an NIL standpoint. Uh, The NIL stuff, man. (laughs) Has become USC's football savior, right? And and that is such a hard task to do. Uh, You know, every time we have him on the show or if we have him at media day or anything along to that, it's like I have to remind myself this kid is like literally 19 years old because it sounds like a 34 year old man. Um, You're drafting a kid, I shouldn't say a kid, a, a man who is already the franchise of USD football in the biggest market for college football in the country. Going to a team like, let's just say, for example, like Jacksonville or like uh, who would probably be willing to travel, like Tennessee or something like that. Like that is so Colts who need a quarterback now. Yeah. Like he is already prepared for all that type of stuff. I honestly just a class act uh, constantly buys all of his teammates and the rest of the athletic department like cool things like he he signed a deal with beat by Dre and he bought every single athlete who who is at USC just uh, beats headphones like everyone on campus has. Yeah, I heard he's been very generous with his NIL money. It's very generous. Uh, he lives in probably like the coolest apartment in Los Angeles. Granted, it's in downtown Los Angeles, but you know, it's close to USC's campus. So I get it. But like his apartment's insane. Uh, he lives like, like I, I believe he lives in like the tallest building in Los Angeles. The guy is a freak. The guy is awesome. Um, here's my deal with it. I I think sometimes we get so caught up in these type of quarterbacks who play in very easy systems that necessarily don't translate over to the NFL. A perfect example is Baker Mayfield. Uh, (laughs) But, but, but Caleb is 10 times more talented than Baker. Um, And Caleb's a gamer. Caleb cries after games. Caleb sometimes doesn't show up to post game stuff. Like he, he, he gives a damn. He gives, he cares. Yeah. Like, like he, he's not, he's not messing around the night before. He's not doing anything like that. Like he is a, like I told you guys, it's like two seconds ago. Like he's a 34 year old man playing college football, but he's literally 20 years old. So yeah, he, he is the future. Um, 
I, I'm not a big fan of comping people because I just think it's so unfair. Um, right. But when you look at his traits and you look at his arm angles and you look at like some of the times when he's on the run, like he reminds me of the dude who just won the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes. Like he he does. Um, and yeah, any team that drafts him, you're 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 drafting a guy who probably can get you to a Super Bowl. Um, I pray that it is not the Commanders in a year. Uh, <laughs> he is from DC. So oh, okay. that 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 connection there, like he he could be like the hometown hero, especially if a new if a new go, especially when a new owner comes in, and if it's an aggressive billionaire, they'll try to figure out any way yeah. to make it possible. The worst, the worst Dan in the world, uh, a terrible a terrible representative mm-hmm. name, uh, Dan Snyder. But uh, well, there's actually two. Isn't there two Dan Snyders who are horrible? Like, isn't the guy from Nickelodeon? Uh, is that also his name too? I think that's Dan Snyder. Schneider. Okay. Well, still another yeah. terrible. Uh, so I, I, I'm trying to clear the air of, of, of those Dan's, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, Caleb Williams is a, a can't miss, can't miss. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he won back to back Heisman's. He, he, he's capable of doing it. Um, but there's a lot more film on him now, right? Like these Pac 12 coordinators are going to try to go after USC so much, especially the 10 teams who are remaining in the pack, the pack uh, after UCLA and USC leave. They're going to be going after him. Uh, they're going to be blitzing them a lot more. Um, and, you know, th- there's still a couple of flaws to his game, but, you know, he was literally a sophomore last year. Like, at a brand new school and a brand new, like literally moving from Lincoln uh, or uh, where, wherever Oklahoma is. Um, I can't think of even where it is, but uh, yeah, coming from Oklahoma to Los Angeles, like the guy transitioned better than most people would like transitioning to LA as an adult for their real time job. So yeah, right. I love, I love him. Um, I think he's going to be a freak of nature in the NFL size wise. Yeah. A little concerning. Um, he is bigger in person when you see him. Um, and yeah, I think, I think, I think he's just like kind of like that new next generation of like Gen Z athletes in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't realize this or we talk about this mostly on the West coast, but Caleb paints his nails every single game. Does he really? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. His mom is a, a former nail technician and he pays respect to her. Um, uh, and yeah, during, uh, and it kind of backfired a little bit. Right. So, so he was painting his nails, uh, and every single time until he lost to Utah in the Pac-12 championship game, he would write, fuck Notre Dame. Yeah. Like, say that on his nails. And he had fuck Utah on his nails in the, in the Pac-12 championship game, and they obviously lost. So, you know, but you, you, this is the type of stuff that you have to learn in college, right, to, to get better. Uh, and well, as you I said, he's only 19 years old. So. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you know. I don't know if that stuff's going to fly in the NFL, uh, but, you know, you, you get away with it in college. Uh, yeah, he's been great for, I, I think, the entire growth of, of college football. I think college football grows when USC and UCLA um, and other major market teams are doing really well. Um, so he, he's helped the fabric of it all. Um, and yeah, he's, he's, he's only going to get better. There's a couple plays that I, like, I watched last year, especially the, there's this one play where I think he ran like 85 yards just to gain 20 against Notre Dame last year. You got to see this play. It's, it's insane. Like what he was doing, chopping people up also still looking down the field and being like, okay, that that's my X route. He should be here. And then boom, he was right there through the ball and the money. You can't teach that. Um, 
And anyone who gets it, man, is going to be a very lucky, 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 lucky franchise for a very long time. I think. I mean, I have him higher than Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Ooh, okay. Um, I have him higher. Man, I mean, it's you can't. It's like I said, it's so hard to compare. But like other quarterbacks who came out, like like Zach Wilson. Like, remember we were all like. <laughs> ruling over him like he puts it away and i also i saw zach play a few times in college too and i i, I thought those same exact things i was like this kid's this kid's gonna be legit too but culture he, shock. doing it at different doing doing it at usc versus byu or even clemson to say the least is completely different if you could do it on this stage then you're really ready for that next level so would you i mean what's the word i'm looking for it's not that we support tanking but say a team doesn't meet expectations it might not be the worst thing in the world if you could get caleb williams or do you just tell him tank lose lose for caleb come up with some uh some yeah. um you know jingle for it or yeah, tank for kate uh yeah like when they said when they did suck for sam you right. know that didn't work out or <laughs> stuff like that uh i mean listen man you gotta do what you gotta do. It's a business at the end of the day. Yeah, right. <laughs> like if you could get that, but um, I I would like to think that teams don't don't do that, but obviously they do. Um, yeah, let's be real. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he. It, it, God honest opinion, truth serum. Yeah, he's worth it to take. He's worth it to take. Worth it to take, man. A hundred percent, hundred percent. But I heard there's a quarterback at Wagner who's like just as good as him. So you know, that's, uh, what, I, that's what we're he, saying. He might be a steal. He might be a steal, bro. He might be a steal. Hey, man. Cooper Cup came from the SCS, FCS. Come so on now. There's plenty of other examples. And let's see some uh let's see some love for Tommy Brown as he makes his push to that starting role. Hell yeah. So just a couple more things before we wrap it up. Um you golfer, Danny. I don't know if we ever discussed this. You like you like uh going on the links in this so- time of your life? I was a golf caddy in high school from like oh, really? grade to I did it in college too. Um, I think I have such a negative condensation or a negative memory of being a golf caddy when I was so hungover, showing up, carrying <laughs> for five, six hours, getting yelled at, losing balls. I mean, listen, I got paid pretty well and it was all cash. Dog. Like, man, I think about that a lot being like, oh, interesting. Man, Maybe I should go back to the uh, to Echo Lake Country Club and, and get a, a few rounds in because it is worth it. Let me tell you that. Um, but no, I, I've fallen in love with tennis. Tennis is my my sport. Yeah, I, I know you left social media, but you always would post yourself on the tennis court. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, honestly, man, I, I've taken a social media cleanse for like the last. Uh, I mean, I'm still on Twitter just for my job, but right. off Instagram, off all dating apps, off you know a lot of things, man. And I, I, I personally needed it. I never try to tell people what to do or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I feel so much more clear clean i'm focused um you know i'm not scrolling aimlessly and just like getting lost and being like oh that was 15 minutes now it's turned into an hour now it's two in the morning and i'm still scrolling um but yeah i back to the original question uh i do love golf i respect it i think it's the hardest game in the world to be professional at uh oh very much i suck and i'm too frustrated and again i just have this like memory of being like a golf caddy for so long but Mm -hmm. yeah 
tennis is my game and don't i i hate pickleball so don't even, don't even ask I was, <laughs> the pickleball era it's really making a push right now hey you're original one there um yeah i've i've always loved golf even as a kid i real i've extensively followed and you know now our age more people are starting to get that bug to play golf yeah you go on the links and stuff especially, especially that netflix show uh, have you oh seen yeah, full swing is awesome. Brooks Kepka is such a baby. That made me hate him even more. Like, come on. I just I loved how it was filmed about him saying, damn, it was such a hard decision. They show us his drop dead gorgeous girlfriend walking around with his live golf money and uh Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're just rich country club kids who grow up and become rich, you know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah, right. And but it's it's interesting, especially another thing with gambling. People love gambling on golf because of the insane odds you get if you hit. Yeah, I, I personally, I mean, I, I like it. I don't really bet that often, but I could only imagine like if you're if you're consistently watching and you could tell who's going to win. Yeah, because I'm assuming everyone's plus right when they go into oh, it. Every single one. Like, I think the favorite was Scotty Scheffler, who you know, who fell in the, the second round, uh, the third round of this uh, past tournament, but yeah. him as the favorite was plus 1300. So, oh, so, so the winner go. that was, was probably plus four, 4,000 or something. Yeah. John Rahman, he's a big, he's a big game in golf now, but yeah, he's probably, he was probably, I'm assuming he was like, probably like plus 2,500. So, right. Okay. Yeah. There you go. I believe he's a pack 12 or I want to say he went to ASU if I'm not mistaken. Let's quickly see right here. And then, of course, anytime you have um, Tiger playing, it's it's a big deal. Yeah, t- t- Tiger being Tiger. Obviously, the tampon thing was just like, dude, like. It was not. Who cares? I mean, yeah, I, I, whatever. But, like, Tiger, you can't do that, man. You, you are Tiger Woods. You, I mean, obviously. Every single camera's on you. But, like, what did you think? Like, he, I, I also think he was kind of just like, whatever. What he got to do, you know? So. El Tigre, though. I love him. <laughs> yeah, and John Ron went to Arizona State. So, there we yeah, go. there you go. I do. It was one of them, yeah. Man. I mean, that's, that's where you want to go to play golf in college, like Arizona or Arizona State. Like, oh, I've never been to that state before. I, I really want to check it out, the way people, you know, are yeah. so the whole about it. You know, listen, you got parts of the state that you, you're you in the West. You know, you feel like you're a cowboy. But, you know, Tempe's also where, uh, where um, uh, the University of Arizona State is. And then... Um, uh, t- uh, Tucson is pretty cool too, but Tucson's in the middle of nowhere. Like legitimately, there's no shade there. There's nothing. Uh, it's just a campus. It's just a campus, but it's fun. Um, it's definitely one of the best party schools in the country. Um, and you really feel old when you go on campus to one of those and you're like, Oh, I'm 29. <laughs> oh man. I definitely, um, well, I love hearing your uh, on the road stories. It's a uh, fascinating stuff, but one last final thing, Danny, before we wrap it up, this is somebody we've talked about since we first met one of our favorite people to talk about. How about our boy, Eric Andre winning the heart of Emily Ratajkowski. Ranch it up, Eric. Yeah, right. It up, brother. This you is know, the guy who poured milk on the subway on himself, <laughs> and he's with this girl. Sacrifice me. I am your human sacrifice. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't get the job at uh, Fruit Loops. Loops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so my, my my thing is is like, man, like Eric is a representative of just all one the good guys out there. 
all the guys. You never heard a bad thing about Eric Andre. You never cancel uh, all that type of stuff. Two and like goofy guys are back. Yes, let's go back. You know, like it, like you know, I, I knew, I knew the tides were kind of turning for me about like. I don't know, like a month or two ago when uh, uh, SZA came out with the song Big Boy. Mm-hmm. I need a big boy. You know that one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, finally, I'm being represented. <laughs> like, SZA, shout out. Like, yo, like literally you're putting this out there. And then uh, so that gave me more confidence. Right. I'm like, yeah, let's go. And then Eric Andre with uh, 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 what's that song that she was in? Um, uh, Blurred, Blurred Lines. lines. Eric, just I, I'm clapping for you, man. Like, like amazing. I've seen Eric live a few times, and that's a dream right there. I have to see. Oh, dude, like, like he, it's the real show. Like he is out there doing it. I, I've heard though, like he is actually pretty tame and quiet in real life. Like it's obviously not his actual personality. <laughs> um, I thank God. Right. Uh, but yeah, man, I think I think it's just a win for the good guys. It's a win for the the silly boys. But it just kind of proves, man, confidence is key, um, and and always truly being yourself is key when when it comes to dating and anything like that. Uh, but like, also, I feel bad for Eric in a sense too, because like, you know, like like Eric's not an ugly person, no. like. Like Eric, like it's not like like Eric's a celebrity. Like you know, like this is what it's like. But like, when you actually look up, like <laughs> how many people do you think like saw like oh this is uh, Radzowski's new new boyfriend? Who is this dude? And then they Definitely. look at Eric Andre, <laughs> and then you see him. <laughs> You see him doing like ranch it up or like you know like my bird favorite up. bird up uh, bird up with Lizzo I think is unbelievable like that is a, classic uh, classic um yeah so it's the win for the good guys shout out to Eric uh, I've seen him uh, driving around uh, Silver Lake every once in a while no way. He's always waving at people he's a good man always takes pictures so so Eric's one of the good guys and yeah man. If you're a good guy, you have a nice smile, and uh, you, you could be creative and, and, and have productive conversations. Mm-hmm. I, think get, I think you could get A1 models, bro. Hey, you know, we're open for it. Suggest me. Um, the future is bright there. And like I said, this is the only celebrity I've like legitimately was proud of. Yeah. And that's no knock on him either because, like I said, he's a successful, hardworking dude. But it just shows, like you said, this looks really matter. It's just about how you rock yourself. Yeah. And um, that's just what's so awesome there. It went for the good guys. And yeah, like Eric Andre is, is one of the few people who genuinely makes me laugh. Yeah. And like before all this. And season six is coming out this year. He got so I know one person who was working on it. Um, no way with the secret project and stuff. She didn't. She didn't tell me anything. But the only thing that she did tell me was Eric got jacked. <laughs> so like, no way. Like above Eric Andre doing that shit he does. Like <laughs> that's that's what the show is like evolutionized. Like so yeah i can't wait for that man i hope that show never never dies man and he said he probably won't because adult swim will let him do what he wants this is like like three years in between seasons he could do his thing and i laugh about the jacks part because he said there's one year he just got extra fat just because there was one season he just didn't shower just to see 
how um cut his nails yeah oh my god this i mean a I genius the flat the flat hair the the cat williams hairstyle yeah and then he was bald for another one and i loved his bad trip movie Bad Trip was highly underrated. I don't think a lot of people like saw that movie and, and because yeah. they see Eric and they're like, oh, this could be some crazy stuff. But like storyline is amazing. The and they Maria, make it work. Maria, like, dude, Duh, Eric, Eric, That's I, know a dream guess, I know you're a subscriber, bro. Shout out, bro. We're, we're so happy for you, bro. We're happy for you, Eric Andre. And also Ranch this last season, ranch it up. This last season worked without Hannibal, too. Yeah, I missed him. But and I was glad he came back in the last episode. The last episode where he was like, "I've always been here." Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was a little nervous for that. I was like, "Man, like you know, Hannibal. Hannibal really makes that thing go." Uh, just from just his little comments and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, no, they, they crushed kicking, it. Cat, kicking Flavor Flav in the face, which apparently was he was legitimately was pissed. Yeah, he actually got <laughs> upset about that. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, Brannable. Uh, the, the guy. Yeah. That, you can do whatever you want with that show, and that's why it's so beautiful for what they've created. Where they could get away with absolutely anything, anything too. Um, and yeah, man. But also, like you know, like I, uh, I was looking because I, I, I personally couldn't believe Eric was dating her, and I heard it on Howard, and I was like, no. <laughs> And then um, uh, I just like typed his name in and went right to his Instagram on my computer. And then I like saw a post of like, you know, his father just died. Right. Mm -hmm. So we always think of these figures as just people who are on television, who are on your screen, who who are just a square and like, you know, but then they have that crazy side and you think that's their personality. But then you see like posts like that and you're like, yo, he's a real dude. Like he right. goes through real things that everyone goes through. If you're famous, rich, poor, or anything like that, and like that kind of like humanized him a little bit sort to me. And for sure, you know, I, I but also dating uh, one of the world's most beautiful models also kind of humanizes him a little bit because yeah. of like like he's probably just a normal person like me and you right now, man. Uh, but also just isn't afraid to like run through a wall and <laughs> scream and like eat a, eat raw chicken, right? <laughs> And um, one thing, he's very intelligent, too. Like, he's genuinely one of my favorite radio podcast interviews. Like, he is very smart and knows what he's doing. And him and how that's how I originally found out about Eric Audrey was from his first Howard appearance. And you just hope he does press for the Howard interview. Since they two have those two really vibe well and respect for each other. He's a perfect Howard guest. I mean, he he always says like, like. I am the product of Robin and Howard Stern because have you like if you look at Howard or uh, Eric's parents like yeah you know, no no she no just like like, he looks just like Howard Stern it's the craziest thing like it's wild um but yeah you, you know he went to music school uh he's yeah, with Berkeley like yeah, bro, that's like, the top music school in the country country yeah that interview that that's actually a really influential interview for me man like just like because i was like man like i i have that weirdness kind of like eric obviously i'm not like running around screaming around but like you know like that he's an inspiration to me and like you know he like just hearing his path and all this type of stuff like yeah he didn't make it he didn't make it until he was 31 years old man yeah like, he's talked about how he would do stand-up acts and then ask can i sleep over someone's house yeah because he was renting out his place that he was renting to people for the night so he can make like 
you know, so like sometimes in this weird ass world, man, it doesn't happen instantly. You kind of got to work towards it. And when you do it, you're there. And then all of a sudden you're dating a supermodel. There you go. And he also did Rosario Dawson before. So he's yeah, a... Eric's so well for himself. Eric's so well for himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not, he's not dating some, like, freak in Hollywood, you know? Like, <laughs> like I said, um, dream podcast guest here for sure. But, man, hopefully we could just hang out with him. You, me, and him, and his crew, or whatever, someday. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll hit up Eric. Well, he has a beautiful Tesla. Um, yes. Us, charge it up. And, yeah, we'll just we'll, we'll ride up and down the block. Um, maybe we'll hang out with her, but you know, we'll see what happens. But, we'll see yeah. what happens. We're just, we just, we just want to tell stories. That's it. And this was another successful one, Danny. You know, you my guy. Love you, you, bro. Can't wait to do this again soon. And just keep being yourself, man. You serious XM's very own from the Pac-12 Network, Daniel Lynch. I appreciate you, my guy. If you have any final words, here you go. 200 more to 200 more and 200 love after that and after that and after that after that maddie crushing it bro love you love you too my guy thanks again danny lynch everybody he is as good as it gets danny lynch my great friend i appreciate you so much love you bro and thank you so much for an awesome awesome appearance what a great way to celebrate our 200th episode don't forget to like and subscribe to the productive conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and youtube and don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on productiveconversationspodcast.com and don't forget to check us out in the world of social media on instagram at productive conversations podcast twitter at prod convo pod or on tiktok at productive conversations so 200s in the books on the road to many, many more. 201 will be released tomorrow. Episode 201 will drop tomorrow, and it's going to be an NBA podcast, a midseason recap of what's going on in the league right now with the new NBA crew. You know, switching things up a little bit. Of course, we have the returning Fresh Faces new ideas. David Bach is back with us. You know how much I appreciate that guy. We have his brother, Stephen Bach, joining us for the first time. And we have Hayden Nadler, who just did such an awesome appearance last week. Had to bring him back. And let me let you, let me let, let me tell you guys. You will see him a lot more. That guy is talented, and we're really excited to bring him on. And uh, he will join us for the NBA podcast. So good stuff ahead. So you'll see Fresh Faces, Steven, and Hayden, part of the new NBA crew. We are going to talk all things NBA tomorrow. So that will be really, really great. But yep, you know what I said before in the opening monologue, how much you all mean to me? And I just want to say it again. I had the greatest fans and listeners in the world as we keep growing this brand and growing this audience. Thank you for making 200 episodes a real success. And in return, we're going to give you hundreds and hundreds and thousands more. So episode 200 is in the books, and it was a great one. Now, back to work. And we have more great content ahead, more events to cover, more productive conversations are here to take place and we're going to enjoy every single second of it so we'll see you tomorrow with episode 201 and until then i just want to thank alex de jesus for his contributions to the show and producing the online content thank you to danny lynch for coming on the show today and thank you to the greatest fans listeners in the world for tuning in each and every single week 
My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. Don't forget to check in on your friends and family, and we will see you tomorrow. Much love, everybody. Peace. All she needed was some.